Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K-O-L for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Matt Smine, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Like, uh, whatever he did in life, I wanted to, I wanted to outdo that myself. And, um, 
I wasn't successful, but what I realized is the person that I was becoming tried to measure up to that, um, it morphed me into who I am today where I'm able to do anything. So I've been in music since I was a kid. My uncle owned a record store, one of the biggest import, outport um, record stores in the 90s and 2000. My uncle, Octavius Miller, he actually stopped running his record store to create an award show to give people awards. And um, so I've been up under him all my life, and I've been in the music game since I was about 13 or 14. Wow. So you're a seasoned veteran yourself already. Well, to honestly answer that, I got a lot of unprofessional music from when I was a delinquent. So Uh I can't just make it seem like all my music is good. Like the words may be good, the beat may be good, but there's always something mixing, I mean, excuse me, missing in the mixing because of the immaturity, the premature, starting too early, not having the right mentors, having too much free time in the studio. So if I compare that to what I'm standing on today, I can't say I'm just seasoned like I just deserve a trophy, but I will say that um, I'm human and I'm humble enough to recognize my growth. And if I see it, I know it, then when I'm dead and gone, people will recognize and analyze it, and then they'll compare my journey to theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%, man. You know, um Another thing uh, I wanted to uh, ask you, too, didn't, um, you know, after uh, the passing of your father, didn't Octavius raise you? Yeah, Octavius raised me, um, but I was in the streets. Like, every time, see, my mom was in the street life. My dad was in the street life. My dad wasn't in the picture. Octavius was. So him trying to teach someone that's being self-taught was a little complicated for him because he wanted to see where I was going myself. Once he seen that I had his brother's spirit, he kept saying stuff to me, and I was just like, yeah, right, whatever. And um, it finally hit me when um, I realized that I was strong enough to represent him, my dad, my grandmother, my brothers, my sisters, uh, represent everybody. I didn't think I was strong enough because when you don't have a dad to encourage you on your strength in anything, I mean math, uh, uh, school, it, it, anything you could think of. Not having that father, even if you got that uncle, the uncle's like the assistant coach. The head coach was missing. So there was always um, a broken uh, ligament between the influences because uncle was maintaining his own um, celebrity because he was a celebrity, man. And I was in the streets. I mean, I was getting in a fight, shootouts. People would come up to my uncle and be like, man, we're going to kill that dude. He'd have to tell him, that's my nephew. You can't do that. Like, I I was, man, I was cutting up, bro. I was, man, I can't tell you how many times people were trying to smoke me in real life when my uncle has to intervene. And it don't be like people want to shoot me. What it be is they want me to use my anger to scare them to do something to me. They're trying to provoke me. Try to yeah make so it go over the line um, yeah. to their advantage. You got to watch out for them pitfalls in all facets of life. The snakes are everywhere. How do you cope with them? Um, you train them. 
Um, yeah. Everybody that plays with snakes, that knows snakes, they know at some point you might have to kill the snake or the snake may try to kill you. So you train the snake to think that you're a snake too. But in reality, there's a difference between a crocodile and a snake. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, you know, moving forward, um, I can say that Octavius was able to continue to raise me when I accepted the fact that I was a man. Then he would talk to me like a brother. Our relationship has changed so much. It's changed from like like a nephew, uncle, son and dad, to like brother, brother. He's like a brother more than an uncle, but he's my uncle. So um, he's always been a mentor. He's always been a motivator. And he was this way for my, my brothers and my sisters. It's just when you got different dad, I mean, excuse me, different moms, and you all got the same dad, and uncle can only be an uncle to so many people if you're willing. You know, anybody that has kids, don't be stingy with the kids, man. The kids need everybody. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and you got to, uh, you know, props to Octavius for doing that. You know, um, he's looking out for his brother's kids, and uh, he saw him in you. You know, that right there is is an amazing thing. You know, when you look back at, you know, footage of your father, listen to his music and stuff like that, and reflect, do you see yourself in him as well? Uh, women do. Like, any woman I've ever been with, if I show them him, they'll be like, oh, he's cute. I would have fucked him. <laughs> hey, it's funny, man. Hey, it's funny, man. Uh, like, women always give my dad compliments and be like, he's cute. Um, I always show him that Jenny Jones clip of him being on TV. You know, uh, when I look at him, what I see is I see someone that needs me like I needed him. He needs me to keep his name alive so he can be the last man standing, even though he's already passed on. And I needed him to teach me to be a man. And here he is teaching me because he's teaching me no matter um, no matter how complicated or how emotional things get. Remember how strong I am. And when I reflect, I think about driving that tombstone to the cemetery, personally putting it in the ground. Um that was one of the most complicated things for me to do as a man. Not prison, not fights, not shootout. That was complicated because it was so close to death. And it was like immediate death. And then trying to put respect on it was emotional. And then I realized that if I outgrew this pain, I would be full man. This is the only thing holding me back. So uh, moving forward, I think that my music is going to be a lot more substantial and entertaining to grown men that have to experience or endure these type of responsibilities. I think my music will motivate that person. I'm able to talk to that person that has that deep uh, uh, core that makes them stronger than normal. Um, I I can reach it. I know where it's at inside me. Bodybuilders have it. It tells them to push. Those, those marathon runners have it. It tells them to run. Uh, all of us have it. We have to trigger it, activate it, control it, and own it. And that's what I'm more about right now. Um, I'm trying to motivate people for when I'm gone. They'll play me and be like, man, I can't stop playing this conversation with the with the murder 
music, radio, broadcasting. They're going to love this because I'm giving you a spiritual essence of my father because I let him speak freely when it's time to speak. So people get offended, but how would you feel if you've been in a grave 25 years and no one came to visit you and you put everybody on and you still don't got a tombstone? Yeah, that's uh, that's horrible. I, I mean, I, I was shocked to hear the same thing about Easy E. You know, um, his, his kids had to come together and do the same thing for him. Um, but yeah, you would think that people would come together. I was just going to ask you what your relationship was like with some of the people that your father, you know, did songs with over the years and music with. Um, hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. Before I answer that, I'm going to give you some information for the listeners. Before I even talk about my dad's friends, fuck them. I want to talk about my dad's kids. They're smart. They're beautiful. They all got beautiful skin. um, Me, I analyze things, and I'm looking for comparisons. And what I realized is all of uh, my dad's kids have an ability mentally to be creative. If they zone in, they're really detrimental to create to the creating board. Um, I got a brother that is like the rawest videographer in the game. We are the party shop. He's like just he's starting to do music. He's tight. I got another brother who likes to travel a lot. He's always in a different place. Um, I got another brother. He's he's uh in the military, the Marines. And this is the son of Sieg. I'm not just the son, of, the only son of Sieg. I'm just one of the sons. I, but no one else is repping like me. So I'm going to say I'm the son of Sieg. If you won't do it, I am. I don't care if my name's Reliano and your name is something, something. Sisters and brothers, I love y'all. But our dad is the tightest dude on the West Coast. People respect him. People love him. I'm pushing him until I die. I'm representing him. I realize that. He needs someone to represent him even while he's gone because he was stolen from us. I hope you're not offended by my interviews that I do and promote our father. Go to that cemetery and embrace that tombstone because it's not me doing it for clout. I'm doing it for you. I'm taking responsibility, and I'm letting the world know that the painful experience that I experienced motivated me, but this ain't to throw nothing in y'all face. I didn't ask y'all to get a tombstone. I didn't ask y'all for no money. I didn't give you time to say yes or no. I just made the move about my daddy. I don't want to talk to nobody about nothing. I just want my daddy to have a tombstone. So the same dude who made Easy E's tombstone, Nate Dogg's tombstone, Nipsey Hussle's tombstone, Cemetery Tim. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah, he, he made on the show. Tombstone. I didn't know he and made I, your I father. I just have to put that out there. For my brothers and sisters, because we keep having disagreements because I do interviews and I talk about this. Well, you guys had opportunity to not talk about it, and you didn't talk about it. Don't think I'm rude because I'm confident. Don't think I'm disrespectful because I say it with with my spine straight and my hands balled. I'm saying it with my soul. That's my daddy. He got a tombstone. I did it for y'all. That's my story. That's my claim to fame. I didn't do that for no fans. I can tell my fans about it. I can tell his fans about it. So when they see Jay Prince, they be like, Jay Prince, man, why you didn't get seeing a tombstone? They keep they gonna keep saying shit to him. 
so much that Jay Prince is going to get on a plane and say, we're going to see Barry that and pray over him. I want everybody now back to my dad's friends. Everybody's a family first, man. You feel me? Everybody that knows the story, when you see Yuck Mouth, say, what's up, Uncle Yuck? What's up? We'll see. I'm not putting pressure on people, but let's be honest. Y'all ain't wouldn't seen this dude in 25 years. You ain't seen him since he died. And he's not dead like that. He's influential. So if Mac Dre can stay alive, Jackie can stay alive. I mean, rapping around. I mean, we could keep going down the list. Why we can't keep Sieg alive? Because he died 30 days before Tupac in Vegas? I mean, you know, let's put some respect on his on his story. Absolutely. Let's put some respect. I mean, That's all, man. It's only you right. Know, people... It's only fair. You know, he uh, he solidified his spot. And, and um, I mean, those of us who grew up listening to his music, you know, Wage is a Sin, Rest in Peace, Bushwick Bill, um, you know, uh, we know what he contributed, you know what I'm saying, and what kind of styles he was doing back then. and and uh, But you guys, you know, you lost a father. I'm terribly sorry for all of you. I lost my father three years ago. I know I, I grew up with him, but I never had that type of pain of, of you know, miss, missing out on most of your childhood without your father. How old were you when he, uh, when he passed? Nine. Nine years old. Nine years old. And here, here you are today, keeping his legacy alive. I mean, that's that's you know that make him proud. That's got to make you feel good inside to know that you're doing well, something positive. I'm gonna tell you, I don't feel good until I get to sit down with my brothers. I want to sit down with my brothers like men, and I want to feel the yeah. spirit of the same way with me. Um, but there's levels to our family. Our family is very mob-oriented, and it's it's nothing disrespectful. But I've been putting in a lot of work before you, I was off the camera where you could see it. Uh, I mean, excuse me, before I was on the camera where you could see all the work I'm doing, I was doing it behind the scenes. I want my brother to be a part of the movie, but he has to contact my Uncle Octavius and sit down with Uncle Oct. It's not one of those things where I just own everything. Seagram Records is owned by Octavius Miller. I don't own nothing from Seagram. Or I own his cars and memorabilia, stuff like that. Like, I earned that. It wasn't like I bought it. My uncle was like, here, you can have this. This is yours. He will do the same thing for my brothers. But they have to tap in with him. They have to pay homage and respect. People have the wrong perception of my uncle because he didn't go crazy with a machine gun when they killed his brother. My uncle is so smart. He found a way take over the West Coast twice. I'm just going to put it out there because our legacy has to be told. My uncle said, oh, y'all did that to my brother? I'm going to create a West Coast Hip Hop Awards show, and you guys are all going to come to my show and get awarded by me because I'm going to kill you with kindness and respect and put you on a pedestal and let you know I appreciate the West Coast because I don't want y'all to be assassinated like my brother. And nobody appreciates you from the West Coast. So let me give you your roses while you're alive. He has given awards to Snoop Dogg, Corrupt, um, and Jacka, so many different people, Lee Majors. Um, everybody's gotten awards, yep. and if you haven't gotten awards. Yeah. Um, so, like, 
basically all I'm saying is he took over the West Coast with that because that's that's copyright and that's set in stone as his, right? Then the second thing that he did was he raised the son of seed to go dominate every city that I lived in. Whatever city I was in, I dominated on all aspects of dominating. I mean, I went out, I, I seek, I saw, and I conquered. I came up with information. I came up with results. Results. I kept my, my fan base cracking, and I did that with my uncle um, standing over me, guiding me like a puppet. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. I never told no one he was doing this because this is our personal relationship. So many people are shocked at this position that I have. But it came with time, effort, and energy. And if you're, if you believe your family is worth something, you need to stand up behind your family and make it worth something. That's how yeah. I feel about the Miller family. Well, you you know you're doing your thing, man, and you're representing. You got a movie um, coming out um, about your father. Tell us about that. I can only say something very limited about the movie. I'm playing him in the movie. I wanted my brothers to be involved in the movie and my sisters, so that way it was a family experience. But time keeps on ticking. We have to keep the production going. Um, There's some legal things that I can't talk about, but if anybody has any questions about the Seagram Miller true story, the Oakland Kingpin, um, they should contact Octavius Miller. He's working on a novelty. Um, he's on Facebook. He's on Google. Octavius Miller, West Coast Hip Hop Awards, CEO and founder. Um, and he will give you some information about it um, as far as people wanting to be an investor. We don't need your money. Um, as far as people wanting to be in the movie, you'd have to contact Octavius Miller. And um, as far as... Uh, the blogs and people that promote us, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, the movie is coming soon, but to put some family vibe into it, to give it an essence of true family, I believe it needs more relatives involved, but that's my opinion. Um, it's up to Uncle Octavius Miller because he's the one that wrote the story up. So uh, that's all I can say about that movie. I don't really have the rights to speak about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to it. I definitely look forward to it. Now, uh, <clears throat> uh, next time we have Octavius on, I look forward to see what he says about it as well. Um, how's he doing, by the way, during all this, uh, uh, you know, COVID and this pandemic? Is he holding up pretty good? Man, that dude getting younger. I mean, he's buffer than me, man. I just seen a picture with Uncle Octavius looking buff. Um, he's running different businesses. He's just doing what he's always done, man. He's staying alive. Uh, he's motivating me, you know. He's like the pool stick, and I'm the balls on the table to the cue ball. He's just pointing in the right, uh, the right direction, and the, the pool table's the earth, and we're just out here taking care of business, getting everything in the corner pocket. Uh, he's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good. He has a poem book. You see our Uncle Octavius, man, ask him what's up with that poem book. He got a book, beautiful book, motivating, stimulating. Um, he's just a good person to have in your corner. He's a tourist. 
Uh, he, uh, like you said, he believes in giving people their flowers while we're here. Last time I talked to him, um, man, he told me he was going to honor me at the, uh, one of these upcoming hip, uh, West Coast Hip Hop Awards for my years of covering West Coast artists. And I can't tell you how humbling that is. You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> that nobody's giving my flowers. You know, I've been doing this since the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So for somebody like that to, to even think of me, in that type of aspect, it's just a, a wonderful experience, man. You know? Well, I think it's legendary that you have this platform where people can express their experiences on the West Coast. Because if you need a tour guide playing your broadcast, a person will learn a lot because you have different um, – You let me tell you something about this show, man. You reach the people that people – can't reach, but don't know if they're still alive or if they're doing good. The people you be reaching, you reach people that were the people, original people. Like these new people that are out, they wouldn't have stuff to talk about to entertain the future. Because when, like, everybody's dead and gone and all they have is those audios and they go back and play them, these new people right now, they're not experiencing the experiences from the 90s and 2000s. Um, the different presidents, different laws. I mean, the West Coast has been dominated by the justice system, the three strike. Uh, there's so much different things that changes the way. Man, you can get caught with a gun and get out now. Like in the in the 90s, you had a gun. You were going to do seven years all the time, all the time. Life is different. So your broadcast is more gangster like the death row era, for one, because it's original. It's a solid platform, and it's for the future. It's not about what people are thinking about right now. Like in the future, you know, it, it's going to come back where they play it. They're going to be like, whoa, man, dude, it's tight. Yeah, it was, that's what I did. It means a lot. Yeah, though. man, that's true. That's true, man. I, I went back and played your stuff. You interviewed Ock. You interviewed Yup. You interviewed a lot of people. Uh, what's the boxer's name? Uh, I see the recent, most recent yep. one, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a few yep. of them, man. I appreciate that, brother. Um, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Uh, let's go to a break. Let's give him this song on uh, the mark of the game. Um, and then I'm gonna bring on the homie Sim from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you. Um, tell me about this song, though. Oh man, that's Uncle Octavius. Okay, look, Uncle Ock is always like, man, you need to get that property. You need to get that property. That's all he says to me, right? And he knows damn well I got 10 cars. I got 10 cars. He like, you need to get some property. You're paying all that money to store them cars. I'm like, damn. So I tried to get some property. They wouldn't take my cash. They wouldn't take my cash. When I finally bossed up, got my money together, tried to get a house, they said, no, we can't take your cash. What's up with your credit? I'm like, credit? What's up? I don't owe nobody. So, like, my lack of information, that lack of not having a father. And when I blame everything on the father because I know my position as a father, I have to instore what it really takes to stay alive and look fly. If I don't do it, you're going to blame everything on me because you knew if I was there, I would have taught it to you. 
see what I'm saying? So now I got to go through the mission of learning it from another man, another experience. And that may be good. It may teach me something about people. But this in particular song right here, the market of game, because this, this, this game, there's all types of game, but there's only one market. And if you study the market, you'll know that the only game that really matters is having land. If you don't have land, you're not even a real man. You're still growing into the man that you're supposed to be because in order to be a free man, you got to have land. It don't matter if you black, white, ugly, fat, skinny. you got to have land to be a free man because you own your fucking land. It's yours. So yeah. if you don't got that in your thought process when you write your raps about killing, drilling, pimping, bagging, if you're not so like, I'm going to say it to you so you don't got to write a song. And that's what this song is, the marketing game. It's, it makes you feel like your conscience is telling you what you need to prevail because it cares that much about you like a dad. So the marketing game is your conscience trying to mold you to pay attention to what it takes to survive in the future. And the future is right now, the marketing game. Y'all check it out. We'll be right back with Mac Rell right here on the Murder Master Music Show. Another might be exclusive. I did come for the 808. Game bless, God bless you. See, I'm so heavenly. Really about my profits. I need all my equity. 30%. Gonna shoot me mine now. I'm trying to get you to tap in so you can sign out. Tell me what I lie about. Just cause you a honeycomb don't mean we gonna hide out. Let me find out. I'm trying to try it out. I'm gonna show you a fly around, but you won't listen to nobody. You always running your mouth. And I don't need to know who got it cause we having it next. You need to get a line of credit. That's your bag of respect. You want big loans and short term interest? You gotta get some details so you can really flip this he lock in short terms elevate the deal want some real property and you will get the back for real single family refinance infinity return amplified in my mode so i'm digging to the germ game bless god bless you see i'm so heavenly really about my profits i need all my equity 30 percent gonna shoot me mine now i'm trying to get you to tap in so you can sign out Tell me what I lie about Just cause you a honeycomb don't mean we gon' hide out Let me find out I'm tryna try it out I'ma show you a fly route But you won't listen to nobody You always running your mouth Is the rental property real? You better evaluate the deal Refinance That'll get you in for real Infinity return Investment criteria Practice what you learn And then you criteria Purchase price Equity is real nice I need 30% You better cut me up twice The true value It'll W in value Appreciation And that's how you learn this value 70% rule You multiply by the ARV And that'll have you on top of your ding Now listen to the mortgage Now listen to the profit Now why you pay attention Watch your money profit. He lock and bitch on outcast. Now you focused on the in pocket and you got outcast. Ten thirty one, you better sell and close. That's forty five days for they come get they loan. Game bless, God bless you. See, I'm so heavenly. Really about my profits. I need all my equity. Thirty percent. Gonna shoot me mine now. I'm trying to get you to tap in so you can sign out. Tell me what I lie about. Just cause you a honeycomb don't mean we gon' hide out. Let me find out. I'm trying to try it out. I'ma show you a fly around, but you won't listen to nobody. You always running your mouth. Now there's a price geared on bag flow, cabinets and towels. The dudes and the don'ts and how you elevate your style. Build for the mass and cater to the world. Then flip all the profit and fly with the girls. 
start with the floor. Maneuver what you afford. Get a contractor, that's your best friend for sure. Emotional control, you manifest with the best. Stick to the cash and recycle all the bags. That's how you peel the banana without bruising the fruit. You go holler at Ann and get a rapid credit boost. Turn key property and earn all your monopolies. You can't add value. Horse seller or the bulk buyer. Investing with a solid bag is not required. It's about equality. Property loans and passive income. New bags for your home. Mayan rentals. Property flips is so essential. You study the market and you buy up apartments. Fact over the fishing, it's the property grid. The bag flow with the cabinets and towels. And I already told you the do's and don'ts and how I got my style. How can you not feel that? That's real music right there. Mac Rell, the marketing game. That's available right now on all platforms, right? Yeah, that's out, man. Hey, they're not going to want to buy that, man. They're not going to want to play that and get that stuck in their head because that's going to change their life. Because, like, that's game that they're not rapping about. Like, people don't want to hear you rap about the same shit, but how else can you tell a person to get your life right? Then, then the market again. You know, I, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to motivate him when I'm getting gone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna bring on the homie Tim from France. If he's awake over there, let's see if he's on. Tim, you there, brother? Yes, yes. Uh, hi, Scott. Hi. Um, can you tell us about the? These whole ways of seeing with the gangster nip and bashment bill of, of Sibram and how we put Oakland on the down south map in fact. Yeah. Um, well when I met with Bush you know, I can only give you third party. When I met Bush with Bill, he embraced me with so much love. Y'all should go check that video out. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, Mac Real and Bush with Bill. But uh he was telling me about how Sieg was coming down to Texas and controlling the studio sessions and producing songs and how he was giving them the California vibe and they liked the vibe so much they was just following his lead, letting him run the show. He was ghostwriting for people. He was uh, pushing people's projects. He was just having it his way, but he was doing it to help people. He wasn't just having his way to hurt people. He was having his way to influence people, to motivate them. He was a trendsetter, so um, they were all in the game. They were all doing dark music, but C was OG East Oakland, dark side, the real dark side. So when he went down south, he started expressing. He's a handsome guy, but you don't know how gangster he is until he expressed it to you. So he was trying to express to them, I'm the devil. Like, that's how bad I am. Like, I'm that bad. I'm the devil. I'm the devil. Y'all got to get through me. You ain't getting through me. I'm the angel. I'm the angel God saving for last. That's how he was putting it off on that wages of sin. And so uh, he brought that style of music out on a mainstream level because he was on rap a lot. So that's when dark music became popular. Because if you go back and listen to Seagram and uh, Bushwick Bill, Gangsta Nip, all of them, you go back and listen to all of that. And then listen to them before C came into the picture. They weren't that dark. 
she let them know, man, this is what I'm standing on in a respectful way. Excuse me. It was a uh, uh, very, very dope uh, song. Also, um, another song I really liked was um, Jack Mission with uh, Too Much Trouble. I thought your dad's mm-hmm. verse on that, which is real hard, man. You know, just uh, 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 what do you say? Uh, cut that down, Joe. Cut that down, Joe. Uh, uh, hi, come on. When it come on, he's like trying to rob somebody for their car. You talking about that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had that yeah, heavy guitar yeah. on it, man. That shit was yeah, hard. Yeah, I know that song. Made shit like a motherfucker. <laughs> you talk about 808. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it was dope how uh, Sin made a good point. How your dad was able to blend with um, Cats in Texas, you know what I'm saying, and put that Oakland style on on the map in other areas, you know, and, and build that bridge between you know Texas and or uh, you know Oakland and Houston. Yeah, at the time, Scarface was really big for telling stories, and Sieg. Um, was really good at telling stories and they collaborated many times. And I think that, um, the collaboration created, um, a strong connection between them two, because when I hear Scarface, sometimes I can hear the Sieg in his stories, like the Flintstones, the way pops talked about the, the Flintstones and, um, the way Scarface would tell his stories, you could visualize everything that they were saying as they were saying it, like an author. And um, he, they just had ability to reach people. And I think that it was only magical that they connected like that. So he was a very influential um, person. But when I do it and I say it, it sounds like I'm bragging. But when you do it, it sounds like it's facts. You know, it, people people get tired of me talking about my dad because it sounds like I'm throwing it in their face when really I'm not. I'm just trying to represent my people. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, and um, you know, who wouldn't want to hear these, these stories, especially if you came up in that era, you know, um, you know, you, you know what it was. You bought those albums. You, you read those liner notes and listened to those songs and, you know, um, so I'm sure the fans really appreciate that. Um, but I'm, I'm going to ask some questions about what you got coming up, but I, I think Sin's got one more question before we move on. You got one more, brother? Yeah, yeah. one more. And just the point that uh, uh, Seagram was a, a lyricist also, as the same way like uh, Ascari X in Oakland uh, when we think about World of the States. We can we can feel this uh, the deepness in lyrics. Yeah, very uh, very good writer. Uh, like you said, he was writing for people when he touched down in Houston. Uh, hey, natural man. storyteller. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Mr. Fab his his tokens while they right here. Listen, Mr. Fab is really good at some of those same qualities. So um, I think it's an Oakland thing to explain the situation on beat where you can feel it, but everybody can't do it in a way where it leaves it leaves you filled with information. And I think Mr. Fab is really good at doing that. So when I go from my dad's era to right now, who do I think tells the best stories coming out that Oakland? 
I think it's that fab. I think Mr. Fab. Now, this isn't me dick riding Mr. Fab. This is just me giving him his tokens because I appreciate his creativity when he tells stories. Now, they got other people that got songs, but if you go listen to any Seagram music, he's going to give you a story, like a novelty. He's going to give you some game. And I noticed, I seen Mr. Fab doing that. I can see my dad and other artists wherever I go in the Bay. He's that influential, just like how Mac Dre is. That's why I think my dad deserves to have his own wall. He deserves to have his own um, shirts that are being out there. He deserves to have respect because he's that dope. If you go, if you, if anybody go see Mr. Fab and be like, Fab, man, real said this, he ain't going to say I'm lying. He yeah. was that influential in the game. He influenced people. He he has the best stories, you know. Um, what's up with you out there in France, man? What you doing, Sin? <laughs> we we love his music here in Europe, even in Europe, in the underground. Here. And that's what I thought about uh, Askari X as a as a lyricist in Oakland, and Sigram was a lyricist too. And maybe he grew up on the on this type of lyricism. <laughs> well, one thing you, know. you got to remember about Oakland is Oakland was Black Panther. It was revolutionary. Exactly. The smarter you exactly. was, the stronger you was. That's why they gave him crack. See, in Oakland, if you had brains, you had muscles. You were deadly. Because in Oakland is where they started exercising the real laws. They started exercising the gun law. In Oakland, Black Panther Party started exercising every law that 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 another ethnicity was uh, experiencing. They started experiencing them, too. And so um, when you talk about those lyrics, they're just revolutionary fighting for the right, the freedom in the lyrics. And um, Scarry X, man, that dude, is, he was a good dude, man. He was serious, um, powerful, Muslim brothers. Um that's Oakland. See, there's different levels to Oakland. There's the new Oakland. There's the old Oakland. There's the real Oakland. There's the fake Oakland. I know that not because my dad is from Oakland. I know that because I lived in Oakland. I lived in West Oakland. I lived in East Oakland. And every time I lived in Oakland, I lived in the hood. I lived off of Market. I lived off MacArthur. I lived by the cemetery. I've been around there in Oakland, so I know when I speak on Oakland, I speak on Oakland like I'm from there because my family's from there. But I'm really from Sacramento, so I can speak on that too. So nine times out of ten, my experience is I take the Oakland game, mix it with the Sacramento style, and that's my style right there. But being up under my Uncle Octavius, you never know who he'll put you in front of, so you better be able to speak proper. So this is why I don't sound old school or new school is because I know how to sound proper if we're talking about something besides music. You know, like I could talk, I could talk very professional because that's how you represent yourself to seal the deal because we're doing corporate stuff over here. So people be thinking I'm off-brand because I don't always talk in slang. But at the, at the end of the day, I'm speaking to my future me every time I do an interview. I'm not going to um, embarrass myself. So if I got people like you in France, y'all over there, yeah. man, start pushing my music. My I got music selling in France right now. They keep sending me invoices on United Masters, CD Baby, all the distribution platforms. They tell me France love my music. Seeing what's up. Give me some of them France beats. 
I'm going to start speaking French on the music. Let's go. What's up? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And that's why also actions speak louder than words was fit to him perfect with a Scarface against Jennifer Willie G. I made a, a deep impact on the Oakland streets and Houston streets at the same time. Worldwide. Yeah, that, that was a hard track, too. That was on Sheeg's album, Nip's album, and then the Ghetto Boys put it on... Um, Probably the uncut dope, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Sound like Jay Prince made a lot of money off Sieg with that transaction. I wonder when he's going to start um, showing those royalties to our family so we can proceed to have a positive relationship like professional, strong, educated black man. Jay Prince, I hope that you're listening and understand that we are not against you and we are not upset with you. We just want to know, can we have some closure and have you go visit Sieg in the cemetery? and sit down with my family like professionals because it sounds like you made a lot of money, but I don't think Seagram received it because we still paying for stuff over here from 24 years ago. Excuse me, no disrespect. But, uh, yeah, sound, um, actions speak louder than words, just like all the words I just said. The action is I got the tombstone in the ground for my family. That's action over words. And anytime somebody say they love you, Make sure they show you with their actions because love is a word, and it's also an action. So if you can get the action in the word, then it's action over words. Actions speak louder than words. That's the hardest song, but Bring It On is the most influential song in rap a lot history because he produced it. He started it off and put everybody that was on rap a lot squad on that one song. Bushwick Bill yeah. said that in the interview we did. That- that is yeah, probably man. the hardest track out the camp right there, man. That you know, his Bring verse and then of course Nip, you know, aerodynamic satanic schizophrenic android. I mean you know, that 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 whole song. I mean every, hey, you got so many. Y'all like that music, that murder show. There. I'm gonna spit yeah. something for you, this is for my people in France and my people in the US and my people in Brazil. This is some of that dark side stuff. When I'm pissed my challenges won't exist. They get dismissed from the calibers of the cliffs. They met their chest shot at their hip, put them in critical condition within an instant. Got them seeing visions of death like the sixes. Now they reminisce and the vicious. Get the fuck who living from children to women. I'm on a mission to make it stop faking. Before I got a non-literist and blaze it. How they hold family dodging bullets like Morpheus upon the Matrix. Got a reputation for lyrical decapitation. Plus I'm known to eat cats like I'm Asians, but I ain't Asian. I'm Haitian. I got my own body language and I'm dangerous. Say passe. They already know we coming for them faces. Hit them in that coup de ville. Stripping down like polio, shaking like he got the Holy Ghost, but I'm a Muslim, so I know he don't. Assalamu alaikum, had to pop him with the thing, then hop off on them dating because they know that I ain't dropping no statement when I'm in interrogation, smashing through intersections, gripping on my weapon. I ain't clinching, I'm blasting. If you ever disrespecting, this is for the Miller boys. This is for the killer boys. I ain't got no love for none of them Villa boys. You never visit my daddy. You're not really my family. If you catch me loafing in Cali, you better try to handle me because if not, I'm going to hit you with the slip knot. Loaded Glock, one up top. I don't care if you were old. Ox, roll stop. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I still got it. Man. Yeah, West Coast. No, man. West Coast. I'm going to hit you with the slipknot. <laughs> that shit was yeah. hard, though, brother. That <laughs> shit was hard. Yeah, that's that West Coast, man. Yeah, Reliano, Mac Real, Shop Online. I got like 30 albums out on iTunes. I still do music here and there. But really, um, I'm working on movies. And I, I'm, I'm building cars. I like cars more than music. I ain't going to lie. 
But I'm not a mechanic. I'm just a builder. Yeah, I got whips, bruh. I got whips. Cars. I like cars. I like cars, man. What's the oldest one you got? Uh, I got a 68 drop top. No, that's gold ones. I got gold ones. Cars, bro. I don't want to get the name and all my shit so people driving up and down looking for me. But what I will <laughs> yeah, say definitely. is, um, I build cars. I build them. I rebuild them like high model cars. I'm doing that to my old schools. I could build a car in 30 days. Oh, that's a rust up, bucket. I, I I paint them. I build them. I, I just learned how to weld. You know, and and I know it's a smart ass. Somebody going to say, that dude should be a mechanic. Quit rapping. They got some mechanic rappers. They call them the mechanics. Excuse me. I'm not them. I build cars because if I don't got if I don't do no real work with my hands, I'm going to be trying to break everybody's chin everywhere I go if they ever make me feel uncomfortable because I'm, I'm my own bodyguard, you know. So I, I do. I ain't playing tough guy or nothing, but I know me. I know if I'm not working on something that's going to take a lot of my power being on this West Coast, I'm going to get into it with somebody, and I'm going to try to knock them out. I'm going to try to see if I got it. Let me see if I got that knockout punch. And that's when I'm off. I'm still off that. No disrespect, but watch how you approach me when you approach me because if I feel like you're approaching me funny, I'm trying to knock you out. That's the first thing I'm doing is trying to knock you out. I don't know about these new dudes from 2021, whatever they own. I'm going to try to knock you out and take your gun from you. That's what I'm doing. I'm not the tough guy. I'm not the brave guy, but I am going to try to knock you out. I want that to be known because people got the impression that you could just approach people any kind of way you want. You can't. You can't approach me any kind of way because I'm traumatized from the streets. That's why I don't work for nobody. I work for myself. Ain't no. I'm my own boss. I'm my own owner. I'm not working for nobody. Only boss I got is me. And um, you got to be like that if you're going to be on this West Coast. You got to be humble, mature, fascinating, creative, but you got to be West Coast ready to mob and break a motherfucker's chin fast. Pow. Just like that. As fast as you are to shoot, you got to be that fast to break somebody's chin. That's some game right there on this West Coast. And L.A. dudes, they test You got to come with that Deontay Wilder right hand like dynamite and just, just pow. Yeah, man. You, you have to. But if you don't do it, then you're going to be marked off because in L.A., everybody's a gangster. All the kids that were kids, they're all gangsters now. So that means if you're not ready to make an example wherever you go, then you don't need to go nowhere because you're going to be the example. You're going to be the one, yeah. You're going to be on a video on uh, yep. <laughs> on the fucking internet. Um, I wouldn't well, be surprised if I... If, you, know, you ever think about, you know... I love uh, boxing. Relief? I love you, boxing. You, I love boxing. Box? I box now. Yeah. I box now. I got a personal trainer, man. One of my uncles been training me boxing for years. Boxing. I box, body build, lift weights. I do all that man shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm working your, on me. Um, who are some of your favorite fighters? Uh, I like Bruce Lee because I like his thought process. I like Mike yeah. Tyson because I like uh, I like his handshake. Uh, let me tell you a story real quick. I met Mike Tyson before at Magic Don Juan in Los Angeles. We was at a radio station. I didn't remember he was Mike Tyson because I never met him before. 
So I opened the door for this dude, and he just stabbed past me, just real aggressive, and I didn't like it. So I didn't let him in all the way. So I, I tried to kill him with kindness, and I, I went to reach for his hand, put my hand out. He shook my hand. But um, I'm shaking his hand to let him know, like, you got me fucked up. How you coming through the door? But my body language is saying it. He caught on to what I was saying, so he waited till I was done. And when I was done, I let go of his hand. I tried to take my hand out Mike Tyson's hand. This true story. Yes, Lord. I tried to take my hand out his hand. This motherfucker still holding my hand, and I can't take it out his hand. And I'm trying to, and now he's making eye contact with me. This is the only man that's ever done this to me. This true story. He's shaking my I'm shaking his hand. He holding my hand. So I'm trying to let go of his hand. I can't get my hand out of his hand. So then Magic Don Juan come up to me, and he say, come on, champ. He put his hand on both our hands. Come on, champ. But he's tapping me. But he's saying, come on, champ, to him. And I'm trying to figure out, who the fuck is he calling champ? So uh, I didn't recognize it was Mike Tyson. Five minutes later, we in the radio station. I realized it's Mike Tyson. So now my heart beating out my chest. Now I'm mad because I'm nervous. I'm like, fuck. I was doing that to Mike Tyson? But I realized something. Before I knew it was Mike Tyson, I didn't give a fuck who it was. My homeboy uh, ER and Young Meta from Pomona, they left me because I got into it with Mike Tyson. <laughs> Swear to God, they left me at the uh, radio station. They didn't want no parts of it. They knew it was Mike. I didn't. But the moral of the story is I'm shaking Mike Tyson's hand. He he won't let go of my hand. He finally lets go. I learned something from him. The next time a motherfucker do that to me, I'm going to do the Mike. I'm going to do the Mike Tyson to him with the handshake. Like, yep, I'm going to hold your hand. When you think, you think you're going to pull it out of my hand, I'm going to show you. Now make eye contact with me. Because I wasn't making eye contact with Mike when I was shaking his hand, and he didn't like that. So what I learned was, boom, respect, seriousness, they go together. Yeah. So uh, I realized it was Mike, heart jump out his chest. Uh, I had to beat it back in there, and I was like, I wasn't scared 10 minutes ago. Why am I being scared now? And this video is on YouTube. If you type in Mike Tyson and Magic Don Juan or Mike Tyson and uh, Mac Real Magic Don Juan, the interview will pop up, and you'll see Mike Tyson looking buff, swole, ready to break somebody's chin. We got into it one more time. Recently? I had this yellow bone. No, at the radio station, back to back, because he's seen I got nervous. He like he started fucking with me. Now he like, oh, you nervous. Oh, okay. So then I had to let him know, quit playing with me, and he liked me. That's how I met Mike Tyson. He was like, oh, you got a yellow bone with you? Oh, you pimping, huh? And I'm like, man, quit playing with me. And he was like, oh, okay. And he didn't play with me no more. I I, I had an understanding that once I experienced this experience, I said, oh, man, I'm unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like the uh... – you know, most ballsy thing you can do to the baddest man on the planet. I mean, yeah, man, that's uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm on your page right now, man. Everybody, go check this out and subscribe. You know, what I'm saying YouTube Macrell. Um, before we get out of here, I want to give you the floor, and I want to thank you so much for taking time out to to talk to us and, and share these dope stories about yourself, about your father, and um, of course about your uncle. Uh, shout out to Octavius. Uh, what do you got coming up in the future we can look forward to, brother? Uh, 
besides staying in character for uh, the movie and working on uh, my cars, I'm going to be taking care of my family, being responsible, and growing. And whatever comes with that, that's what I'm signing up to do. I hope that this new music, Rich Off Equity Volume 1, is dripping. It's full of soft. It's, uh, it's just like full of like some over that, that drip. It's full of that uh, that soft, that uh, that 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 just just brand new, uncut. Um, I'm just here to just drip flavor and keep growing and show my my growth and my maturity every time I I express myself. I'm still traumatized from the streets, trying to be corporate, but at the same time, if Jay Z could do it, why can't I? Everybody has traumatizations from the gang, and you have to be able to make sacrifices to get away from that. So I'm going to be looking to do more music, work with more producers, work with Boston Black. I want to work with my brother. We are the party, Sean. I want him to come in on the Siegel Miller Project. He's the best videographer out the Bay. He does everybody's videos. He shot videos for Mr. Fab. He shot videos for everybody. He got his, uh, uh, I think, pro-exclusive YouTube. He's popping. I want to bring him in, but he has to go through Uncle. He can't go through me. Uh Man, I'm about to cook me something to eat, man. Do some push-ups, uh, read my Quran, bust open my Bible, and take care of my my responsibilities and things like that, and just keep making good music and uh, trying to represent myself right and be mature because I've been in this game all my life. Now it's time to learn something else besides the game of life, learn how to market the game. Excuse me. Absolutely. Uh, man, huge honor, huge honor having you on the show. I hope we can do it again in the future. Um, and before we get out of here, uh, I pulled another track um, called "The Hardest." Uh, we're gonna we're gonna use that as like an outro Ooh, track. Ooh, that's got Rocket Loke on it, man. Rocket yeah, Loke, I was, gotta give Rocket was hard. Yeah, hey man, Rocket Loke is coming out that Garden Block Crip family. He's off that 29th Street Garden Block. He loves me. He respects me. He's a good brother. Uh, I feel the same way. He calls me, checks on me. Um, I asked him to do a song with no profanity so people like you could play it, and here you are. You picked that song. I asked for him to do a song with me, no profanity, radio edit, so we can um, do something something incredible for his legacy and mine because he only makes hardcore music where he uses profanity and expressions. I said, don't do that this time. Hop on this ride with me. He hopped on. We made a hit song. He's down in Miami right now. He wants me to fly out there and do a video. So when you said the hardest, that song right there that he's about to play, it's one of the hardest songs I've ever done because it was hard to get Rocket Loke not to cuss. <laughs> it was hard for us to, to uh, figure out who was going to master the song. It was just hard. Everything about that song was the hard. Was just hard. So, uh, shout out to this this radio broadcasting for just putting me on, putting my uncle on, putting our family on. Um, I want to give a shout out to my homegirl Don. She's out of that. Uh, she's out of that Tacoma, Washington. She's been a solid character in my journey of um, helping me establish myself um, with my vehicles and things like that. Yeah, man. Um, I bought a lot of cars out of there and brought them down to Cali. And um, the homegirl wasn't hating on me. She gave me some game, helped me um, get situated. So I want to give Don a shout-out. I want to give you a shout-out for putting me on the show. I want to give uh, 
Anybody that listened to this whole interview this long, a shout-out for supporting me. Straight up, my people in France, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't know uh, what's cracking with y'all. Y'all better holler at me. And um, anybody in Europe, UK, Lenny, you know what's up. Holler at me, bros. Love. I'm gone. Man, that's what's up. Honor, man. Honor. Man, we just had a, a hell of an interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Shout-out to Mac Rell. Rest in peace to his father, Seagram. You know what I'm saying? Both of these guys are legendary. It runs in the family. You're going to hear more of that right now. Uh, make sure to support Mac Rell. Uh, check him out on uh, his Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, you know, Son of Seagram Miller. You'll find him on there. And make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel, Mac Rell. And, uh, you know, we're getting out of here. Episode 858, Murder Master Music Show, man. It's the hardest. Game bless, God bless. I'm telling you how to elevate your mind, keep your mind open. And let's get it one time, man. Let's get it, man. Yeah, time keeps property, advancing with cash. Then you adding all the value, cause you talking about bad. Equity is nice and your property loan. You got a passive income and you finally gone. You studied the market and you put the facts with fiction. You got the price, God did the math and you tested. Yeah, time keeps property, advancing with cash. You, but you don't want to be the student. Hurricane blueprint, wholesale fluid. Interesting how my investment comes through with interest, equity, interest, equity, passive income. Now you want to come get next to me. Too many chefs ruin the soup. I got the recipe. Talk about where you at and what is your destiny. How you gonna get it when you get your chance? Wholesale or bulk buy when you got your bag. Selling bag is investing. If you ain't stressing, you gain blessings. Dripping like dressing. Yeah, boy, you already know I got my status apparatus. I'm a savage out the California habit. Connecting taxes, interest rate with my cash flow. On a mastermind to get mine, and you already know. Yeah, turnkey property, advancing with cash. Then you adding all the value, cause you talking about bad. Equity is nice, and your property loan. You got a passive income, and you finally gone. You studied the market, and you put the facts with fiction. You got the price, God did the math, and you did it. Yeah, turnkey property, advancing with cash. Like a Mexican wouldn't do I'm talking big money bags with the credit cards Keep a bad badge on the give me cash with the car So I get the interstate state Let's get it Get the car lot while I'm flipping brick after brick Never count me out cause I never wanna lose Reaching for a meal ticket Never stop until I do Nationwide clipper so you know I'll get mine Flip a rack after rack till I get it every time Got my color line blowing up to the top On my way to a hundred racks so it don't stop Keep your dreams up, get it, and live a day-to-day life might bring you to a meal ticket. Yeah, time keep property, advancing with cash, then you adding all the value cause you talking about bad. Equity is nice and your property loan, you got a passive income and you finally gone. You studied the market and you put the facts with fiction, you got the price, God did the math and you did it. Yeah, time keep property, advancing with cash, then you adding all the value cause you talking about bad. I got the interest out my bag, got the interest on my crash. Then I realized the line of credit was bad. Got my back respect, short term, I came back. Got a e-lock on the property, and then I doubled back. Evaluated the deal. I made sure it was real. I gave you game, you can feel. So you know that it's real. Infinity return. 
never rub your hurt. You ain't worried about nothing if you ain't concerned. Let's get it one time, man. Let's get it, man. 